Lexeron Electricidendi, in other words, teaches us that the font of doctrine that we call apostolic tradition, which is distinguished from sacred scripture, is found in the church's liturgical tradition. So it's the liturgical tradition isn't didn't come up with the tradition. It's a repository for apostolic tradition. To restrict that tradition, even if only to the tradition of the Roman rites, to liturgical books that are 52 years old, does violence to the very concept of tradition and uproots the axiom itself, Lexerani Lex Credendi, from its historical framework. Now, what do I mean when I say it uproots it from its historical framework? Well, I have a piece on our website, Catholicism.org. I'll link to it from the show details page for this um, episode number 288 of Reconquest. But uh, what I mean by that is um, that uh, th- there is a history to this. It, it, was, it, it comes from St. Prosper of Aquitaine. He was arguing with the Pelagians, and he was saying uh, that, look— uh, the doctrine, uh, the church's doctrine of grace, which was the, the bone of contention between the Catholics and the Pelagians, the church's doctrine of grace is clearly expressed in her liturgy. And this is a liturgy that the Pelagians themselves would have been celebrating. huh? Uh, so the if you look at the solemn prayers that the church uses on Good Friday, which is what were explicitly cited by um, Prosper of Aquitaine. And by the way, th- that argument ends up going into a papal document called the Inducalus from around the same time. The Pope seems to have gotten word for word from St. Prosper the argument that he, that he published. So it's a papal document too, but it re- originated with Prosper of Aquitaine. And he's arguing against the Pelagians and he's saying, look at the solemn prayers of Good Friday what these prayers presume the church's teaching on grace, and he logically explained his argument there. I'm, I'm not going to get into the weeds of that. You can look it up. It's 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 in Denzinger's. It's you can find this stuff. It's it's easy to find. The Antiochus is easy to find. So uh, the argument is one. He's drawing from the church's liturgy, saying, "You want to know what we believe? Look at how we pray." Lex orandi, lex credendi. Now neither Prosper nor I think it was Pope St. Celestine. Um, uh, use the that exact phrase lex orandi lex credendi. The Latin phrase was actually a little bit longer, and but it got over time sort of truncated into this classical utterance, this this consecrated phrase lex orandi lex credendi. So uh, this is this is a serious thing. The Pope is as if by fiat saying, okay, the liturgical tradition of the Church, or at least of the Roman Rite begins with Paul the Sixth Missal. He has no authority to do that. And I, I, well, I say that in fear and trembling. I'm not the kind of person who loves to just say, oh, the Pope doesn't have authority to do this, that, or the other thing. I, I, don't, I, I don't do it with any joy. Like, okay, the Pope has actually done something ultra vires, you know, uh, beyond his powers. But he has, okay? I mean, it's a fact. And it's a fact that I am not the only one that's picking up on this. It was my conclusion immediately, but it's a, and it's my conclusion based upon my own reading and study long before this thing came out. Uh, but I, I, found, I find that I'm being backed up uh, by other people. And uh, Cardinal Burke came out with something that he put on his own website, um, and he called it statement 
document on the motu proprio Traditionis Custodes. He published it uh, on July 22nd, the Feast of St. Mary Magdalene, 2021. And, and if you go to the, his website, is cardinalburke.com. Easy to remember. Um, I'll have a link to this document, of course, from the reconquest.net show details page for this show. Now, um, keep in mind, he's referring it to it as the UA, the Usus Antiquior. Um, it, the, the, the Burke points out some interesting things, and, and Burke is is he's a man he's a consummate man of the church. He's a man of the council. He will never criticize Vatican II. He will talk about the necessity of implementing Vatican II properly. He's not uh, he he hasn't heretofore been explicitly critical of the new rites, which he himself says, uh, along with saying the Roman rite. But he actually goes into the domain of criticizing the the um, reform, quote unquote, of Pope Paul the sixth. And I'll, I'll quote him on that a little bit. But, um, okay, so he begins the document. I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's it's long. Oh, well, it's eight pages in my word processor. Um, but he, he points out some of the um, translation problems in the official English edition. And by the way, let me just point this out. The first two languages that it was published in on the Vatican website, now there are other translations, but the first two were Italian and English. There's no Latin original. It was not written in Latin, obviously. It was written in Italian. Uh, so P- Cardinal Burke says, I'm assuming that the Italian version is the original and that the English is a translation. Uh, and then subsequent translations came out in Spanish and some of the European languages. But uh, so he points out some of the some of the translation problems with that. Um, like like unica being translated as unique instead of only, um, and the Italian verb uh, devono being translated as should instead of must, which, by the way, in the context of the document, the should is a much weaker meaning than must, and and um, uh, therefore, like for instance, the the must the the should comes in the English text saying that um, priests. Who newly ordained priests who want to say the traditional Roman rite uh, uh, should ask their bishops, and then it says that the bishops must, or I think it says the bishops should uh, uh, ask the Holy See. Well, they should both apparently say must. So it's it's a it's a it's a a mandate. It's not a suggestion. It's a command. It's not a counsel. Uh, so that that actually answered a big question in my mind. How binding is this intended to be? Well, it's intended to be very binding. Berg points out that it looks as if the Holy Father is seeing a grave evil in the church that he sees an urgent need to remedy. And it he's come out with a harsh document. Berg actually called the document harsh. Um, he's, he's, he also... Um, uh, says that uh, it, it's it's so evil and so great a danger to the church that he didn't even give it the customary vacantio legis that all such documents have. What's the vacantio legis? It's the time between the promulgation of the document and the documents going into effect. Okay, when Benedict the Sixteenth came out with Summorum Pontificum, there was a publication date which uh, was July seventh of 2007, but it went into effect sometime later. Why do you do that? Well, because it gives the bishops time to figure out what this thing is, 
right? What, what, what does it mean? What, what, what are all the implications for us? How do we implement this? Do we need to set up some sort of an apparatus uh, to, to make this thing run smoothly, right? The, the, any sort of legal document is going to take some effort to implement, whether it's good or bad. I'm not, you know, presenting from all that. It's going to take time to implement, isn't it? I mean, that, that's just normal. That's just, you know, how such a thing goes. And this is far-reaching. It affects a lot of people. Um, it, it affects people all over the world, uh, and, and, and it affects them deeply. So one would think that there would be the customary vacatio legis, perhaps even a, a longer one, a three-month one or something, that giving the bishops time to figure out how to do this. Because it is as it is, the bishops weren't consulted. Uh, about the document. They weren't sent advanced copies of the document uh, to, to get their questions so that all this stuff could be um, and their suggestions. This was done very monolithically in Rome uh, by uh, you know a handful of, of people, a chosen handful. So the vacatio legis, uh, the omission of the vacatio legis created a, 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 a chaos, which is itself an interesting fact because revolutionaries love chaos. Revolutionaries usually create chaos. So, like a George Soros type, well, you know, he funds Antifa, he funds Black Lives Matter. He doesn't believe any of that garbage. That's just something that creates chaos, and he makes money in the chaos, right? Uh, one, one of the, one of the barons Rothschild was quoted as having said, "The best time to invest is when there's blood running in the streets." Right? This is from a family that had that nasty habit after they stole the entire national treasury of gold of the nation of Germany. They had that nasty habit of funding both sides of a war, right? So, and and they got richer and richer and richer and richer and richer. And they're among the many oligarchic families in the world today that are causing such horrors in the world. But this is what revolutionaries do. They advance their cause through chaos, right? Order out of chaos is one of their mottos. So that, so if you can create the chaos and then avail yourself of it, sort of manage the chaos, um, that's, what a, that's what a good revolutionary do, does, right? Well, um, the Pope seems to have created a chaos here. I, I don't. I don't think he's an ignorant man, and I think he would know very well that in publishing the thing without the vacatio legis and making it go into effect immediately, he, it came out on a Friday. By the way, Fridays are slow news days. If you want to bury something in the news, you put it out on Friday. That's the typical wisdom of of uh, people who know how the press works. So for some strange reason, they promulgated it on a Friday. But then, so it went into effect immediately that day, the Feast of Our Lady of Mount Carmel, 2021. And so that presumably the next day, all of its provisions had full force. So these priests had to right away ask permissions and stuff like that that never formally ha- would have had to. So obviously Sunday Mass is coming up. That's an important thing to prepare for, isn't it? But you have all this this whole new body of legislation that has to go into effect. This far reach, not body of legislation, but this 